the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As Noah is shut up in the ark, the rain begins to fall. Lessons that we can learn and glean from this passage of Scripture will be our focus next. Today on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, our pastor, who today returns us to Genesis chapter 7 as we take a look at God's family business. Part of our series, Arise, Move, and Go, we're learning lessons from the life of Noah. Genesis chapter 7, verses 1 through 24 is where we're at. As we begin to see the rain falling and just exactly what that means, Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Those animals were necessary for God to continue to be symbolically propitiated because Noah and his family were believers. Y'all keeping up with me? You get to eat it, but also you got to offer it up because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. In other words, Noah and his family are saved by grace. They're still sinners. They're still in need of Christ when they get off that boat. That's good, isn't it? Then you got the two of the unclean animal. And that's because God has called the totality of what Noah's enterprise is going to be is a replenishing of the earth. It goes back to the creation mandate. Two of every kind. May I preach? You cannot have a proliferation without two of every kind. So every one of the animals, when you read it, that came into the ark in the obedience of faith right along with Noah and his family were walking in the hierarchy and structure of God's order. They weren't violating order. They weren't confounding order. They weren't misrepresenting what God was saying. Are y'all hearing me? They were all walking according to the revelation of God's word. Kind begets kind begets kind. No hybrids, no monstrosities, no can towers, no multiply, you know, homogenized creatures. Everything according to the organic order of God. That makes, this is important. Because the contents in the boat represent the glory of God as well as the boat. The contents in the boat represents the glory of God as well as the boat. Even the unclean animals Because the unclean animals are going to continue the parallelism between the saved and the unsaved in the world because God's still saving sinners. Mm. Did that make some sense? Yes. And so let's continue moving because I want to make my way to my third point to drill down a little bit. So under point number one, the role of the father and authority of the father is to provide a covering for their souls. If he can take care of the rest of their life, fine, that's good too. But to commit the family to a reality of God that is so tactile, that is so 
um, so tangible, that is so, so real. Listen, so real that when you die, mama, and you die, daddy, your children will have to stand before God and own the fact that you didn't play games. You didn't play church. You didn't play church. Because if our kids perish under the wrath of God, it will have to be because we laid down our lives and they didn't want to hear it. But it won't be because we have departed from the faith and give God five minutes on Sunday and live like hell and justify them saying, no, I don't even see God nowhere near your life. I don't see God nowhere near your life. And I'll tell God that. I didn't ask to come here, mom and daddy. You brought me here. Now you're going to tell me I need to obey God, but I'm watching you. All right, I'm done with that. It's there, isn't it? God told Noah. Noah obeyed God. He finished his assignment. Noah finished his assignment. Abraham finished his assignment. Moses finished his assignment. Jesus finished his assignment. They all said it was finished. Paul finished his assignment and the two witnesses in Revelation 11 finished their assignment. My goal is to finish my assignment. How about you? This is important. What I'm talking about is important. This is not, again, one of your uh, Sunday school lessons, nice and cute. This is about how God works in a world where he's saving people and calling them to enter into his enterprise. And it doesn't matter what people think. And we're not in it for numbers. We're in it for God's glory. And we're not in it for giving God a contract saying, God, I want to be done in 10 years. Notice, child of God, that God did not tell Noah how long it was going to take. Now, man, that's a servant. Is that a servant or what? I love it because over time as he was walking with Noah, listen to me, Noah daily trusted God, not knowing When God was going to say it's a wrap. But what Noah was getting, I shouldn't stay here, but I just want to give it to some people who are really keeping up with me on how to think right. Because if you use your mind right, God's going to show you things. He's going to show you things. You're not going to walk in the dark. You may be in the fog, but you're going to have night vision. I told you that. He's not going to let you wander and meander without him showing you his hand. And if he shows you his hand, grab his hand. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to see everything. Just grab his hand because he's going to stick it out that we learned that, right? It comes out of the wheel in the middle of the wheel, doesn't it? God's going to reach out and grab you and say, follow me. And you and I are to walk on this earth as the wheel in the middle of the wheel, where the big wheel went, the little wheel went, where the cherubim went, the wheels went, where the spirit went. They all walk together. This is called walking by faith. Hold God's hand even in the dark. Don't let nobody talk you out of glory. Don't let nobody talk you out of glory. You ain't got but a few more years. I'm looking at y'all. The aggregate hole of us is about, the aggregate hole in this room is, is about 40 years old. Y'all ain't got a, but a few more. Y'all might got one more biblical generation to go with a few little added. Then you got to face God. I was telling Stephen and them a couple weeks ago because I said, you need to suck it up because it's going to be hard for you guys and Tracy. A new work is always hard. You don't get any glory. You got to work. 
You got a virgin field. You got to stay there. You got to pray. You got to break up the fallow ground. You got to sow good seed. Then you got to learn how to do it. You're only three weeks in. You're down to 46 weeks for just one year. We have done here at Grace, by God's mercy, over 1,400 Sundays since day one. And if you double it, because we've always gathered twice in the week, because we believe in exposition of the word, that's over 2,800 gatherings since day one. God has been good to us, but we are not done. We are not done. We are not done. And so we will continue to get up and carry our boards and our nails and our hammer and our pitch and continue. The the words of the wise are like nails and golds used by the masters of assembly, carpenters to build God's house. And we'll keep doing it until God says to us, come in, hither, it's time. Seven days, seven days. That's all Noah had, seven days. That's what the text said. Did y'all see that? Seven days. He said, Noah, we, we going in, Noah. In seven days, we, we going in. Just, just want you to know that. Verse four, for yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights, and every living substance that I have made, I will destroy from off the face of the earth. Did God make good? Now, again, I want you to see how faith without works is what? All right. That's your Bible. Faith without works is dead. Don't walk in a spurious false faith. If your faith doesn't have manifestation, it's a false faith. Like God will give you what you need to materialize your obedience because it's about a witness. See, when, when they were done, when his family was, God graciously came over and they had a nice sabbat. I'll get into that because the numbers are there. We're, gonna t- we're headed to rest. We're headed to rest. The whole world is in turmoil. Everybody's disrupted. Men and women are upside down. The wicked are like the troubled sea tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine because they're not rooted. And God's going to give his people rest. We labor in love. We work in faith. We toil to exhaustion and we don't care about what people say. I'm just asking God for strength to continue because one day I got to meet God and you do too. I want him to say, come in here that your work is done. Your work is done. Point number two, let me keep going. The regimen of service as a witness. This is not hard. I've already poured into that. So I'm going to go just a tad deeper and move to my third point, if you don't mind. Look at chapter seven, verse five and six. I love this. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. See it? And Noah did according to verse five. And Noah did according to all that God commanded him. People can always talk you out of obeying God. They're going to always, you're going to hear people Talking you out about out of obeying God. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it from your closest loved ones. You're going to hear it. And then you're going to hear it in your mind. Because the nature of warfare is it starts externally with your foes speaking to you. And then it penetrates your, your cranium. And then it sits in your, the voices outside become the voices inside. Didn't we learn that with Eve? And then with 
Cain, the voice on the outside, the voice on the inside. Did y'all catch up with me? I'm trying to teach you something here. See, you think that you can hear the voice on the outside and just walk away from it. No, they keep relentlessly talking until they can find a breach in your skull so that that proposition can enter into your brain and lodge itself inside your thinking and get a hold of your perspective and hijack your emotions so that you become demotivated from serving God. That's called the beginnings of apostasy. That's the beginnings of apostasy. See, the world knows it can believe in algorithms. I'll just keep punching until I make a dent. And if you and I are not walking in that shield of faith, I talked to you about. Abraham, you're 99 now. I know it. I know you're getting tired. I told you you're going to have a son. I am your shield. Don't fear what they can say. Am I making some sense? Very important here, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, also, I feel the precariousness of this as I continue. I feel the precariousness of, the, of this because I was talking to my sister Irma this morning. We were excited about um, her being 19 years old today. Amen. 19 years old. Because at Grace, you only get to be 19. You can, you can multiply by seven, eight, whenever you get out of here. But right now, 19, she's a, she's a charter member. She's one of, the, one of the ones who started with us at Grace. If you were to go back to our baptisms. We were out at Alameda on a cold day and me and my brothers had on those big old fishing gear because the water was so cold. Baptizing folk out there in the Alameda beach and Miss Irma Cooper got in that water in her all white. You know how the old school folks do it, right? In the all white. And we baptized her in Jesus' name. And I told her when God gave me insight that I was called to be a pastor and it was a long time after my eldership and doing everything because I didn't want to pastor because it had a lot of bad, you know, connotation to it. But that's what happens, right? I told her I had a vision and I saw the little white church that I was pastoring. Because I grew up in a reformed community. We, no such thing as big churches. The best we would do, 60, 70, 80 people. Y'all know what I'm talking about, old school churches. That's all I saw. At 19 years old, that's all I saw. Look, guess who was in the audience? Miss Cooper. She's here now. She's here now. And Miss Cooper has been through all the hell that we all have been through at Grace all these years, raising our kids in this crazy world. She's been through it all in Jesus' name. And we have several others we could say that to as well. But we were celebrating that because that's what God's people do when God has brought you thus far by faith and has kept you to the present hour. Because a lot of people have fallen away from the faith. And the enemy will get inside your head. His goal is to keep you from persevering. He don't want you to cross the finish line. He'll, and I'm telling you, as you get older, it's even more precarious. The older you get, it's more dangerous. It's more dangerous. It's more dangerous. I'm on alert right now for my soul. I'm on alert for my soul. Because you can think your way into a state of presumption if God doesn't keep you humble. Right. It ain't over till it's That's right. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Noah made it. These eight souls made it. Now we're going to get outside this boat next week and we're going to deal with some realities. Okay. Because the faith line got to continue and it's going to always be we're simultaneously righteous and sinful. And the legacy of faith continues. So the regimen of service 
as a witness is seen in verse six. And Noah was 600 years old when the waters were upon the earth. He got his assignment when he was 500, 100 years. Verse seven, and Noah went in. Do you see it? And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his son's wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Glorious, glorious. This is called the reward of perseverance, isn't it? Two fundamental subpoints. I'll continue because you've already heard it. The daily task of building the kingdom. Jesus said, I will build my church. Is Jesus a carpenter? And the gates of hell will not prevail. That's what he said. But Paul said it in chapter 14 of the book of Acts in verse 21. He says that through much tribulation, we enter into the kingdom of God. So the child of God has to learn how to um, develop spiritual anti-fragile dispositions. Did that make some sense? You got to stop being weak spiritually. Like, like in our present culture, the reality, I said it last week, I shouldn't say it, but the world is conditioning us as human beings to be so fragile and so weak. It can just go boo and we fall apart. Stop, Jess, go back, because I'm getting ready to go into another analogy and it's not going to be nice. Sometimes I, be, I go home and say, Lord, why did you let me say that? <laughs> Strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. Believe God to be your shield and your buckler and your exceeding great reward. And your enemies are God's enemies. And when you and God are together, you can't lose. The battle is won the moment you stand. But it's not going to look that way when you take your eyes off the Lord because a thousand is going to fall at your right hand and 10,000 at your left. People are going to fall away from Jesus every day of your life. They're going to come back with crazy ideologies and crazy uh, identity markers and all of the dumb stuff that you and I have to be patient about and tact- tactful about engaging. Am I making some sense? Especially our kids. Be, help your children, help your sons and daughters be mentally strong. See, because our kids don't believe that they are prey for predators in our society. Now, we don't want to be overfearing, but we don't want to be underprepared. Am I making some sense? All right, let me go on. As I'm, I'm told to push it in. Here it is. Notice now, because I, I want us to get to something that I think is, is extremely important. And that's point number three is really important. So the rain starts to fall. Chapter seven, verse 11. And in the 600 year of Noah's life in the second month, the seventh day of the month, the same day were all of the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. And again, if we look over at verse 21, notice what it says. I'm starting at verse 18. I'm sorry. Uh, Verse 18. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. You notice it says it twice, right? Prevailed, prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole of heaven were covered. 
Now listen to our subpoints. The rain comes down because on the one hand, it's a rain of righteousness from God. Does that make sense? Right. See, when God says something, it's true. Even before it happens, I call this the rain of righteousness. This is Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse one and two. Hear it again. The rain coming down is always heaven opening up and distributing sources to it. Okay, a man can receive nothing except to be given to him from where? From heaven. Yeah, but but the question we got to ask is when the heavens open up, Lord, what we getting? Now, listen to what it says. Give ear. Oh, ye what? And I will speak and hear, oh, earth, the what? So I'm talking, I'm teaching my students on Tuesdays and Fridays how we must learn how to conflate heaven and earth. How heaven and earth must be understood as a binary for the people of God. We are not earthly creatures. We are heavenly creatures, but we are on the earth. And the goal is for heaven to come down to earth and dominate earth so that we can do God's will on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why God opens our eyes. This is why he opens our eyes. He helps us see. We learn that with Gideon. Didn't I tell you God's going to open your ears so you can hear the enemy? And God's going to be glorified in the mouth of the enemy for your sake. Like ain't nobody going to plan a scheme or set up a trap or try to outwit God. You can't do it. And you're not going to outwit God's people. When you walk with God, the little bird's going to tell you. They're going to come and let you know you're in trouble. It's time to arise, move, and what? Get out of the way of danger. That's when we're listening to God. When you're not listening to God, you're going to be trapped. And these people today in our text are trapped, are they not? Like fish in an evil net. Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Verse 2. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. See it? So next time you are walking the streets and the rain starts to come, say, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your word, because your word is like water. It's like life to my soul. It's like refreshing to my mind. I can't live without water. I need God's truth. And when he opens the heavens, he is asserting favor to us. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb and as the showers upon the grass. Isn't that what he said in Isaiah 55 verse 9? You know it. As the heavens are higher than the earth. So my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Listen to it and remember it again. So are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts, your, your thoughts. Verse 10, walk with me. Isaiah 55, 10 unfolds the rest of this text. For as the what? Rain comes down and the snow from heaven and it will not return. And it does. It will. It'll vaporize and go back because God doesn't lose anything. Rain does not Uh, it doesn't destroy, it doesn't dissipate into nothing. It simply cycles back into the heavens. You know that. And so for the rain coming down, the snow from heaven, it will not return hither, but it will water the what? And make it bring forth bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11. 
Here it is. So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Second dimension truth is God's propositional doctrine in our life. It will always bear fruit in our life. Third dimensional truth. That is Jesus coming down from heaven blessing the world with the reality of himself. He is God's word. He is God's water of life. You and I only have life in Jesus. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. I am the bread that comes down from heaven. If a man eat of me, he will never hunger again. If you drink the water of life that comes from me by the spirit of God, you'll never thirst again. Isn't that what he said? We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.